there's some people that share stuff on social media that I really enjoy because it's not always perfect. It reaffirms, I think, that that's human, like that's training, and that's dogs, that's the mistakes they make. Hey guys, welcome back. Another episode of the Dogbone Podcast. Um, this one, I'm going to, I'm going to kind of piggyback off of the. I don't know that it'll be the last episode that Ben gets posted. It will be piggybacking off of the last episode that I recorded, um, kind of uniquely here for Ben. If you're a listener of our podcast, you'll you'll know that the episodes vary. Um, sometimes they're made up of, of other pieces of content that we, we have in other places. A lot of times it's video stuff that um, I think has valuable audio stuff. Like the information, the content is worthwhile sharing here on the podcast. So Ben um, does a really good job of, of kind of carving some of that stuff out. He's done everything from like um, seminars or, or demonstrations that we've done down to... Um, He's done. He's used workshops that we've done. He's used all sorts of different video video varieties of things, um, and so he he uses those. So a lot of the podcast episodes have been question and answer stuff, just ways for me to uh, kill bird, two birds with one stone when it comes to um, answering some questions. Some of them have been podcasts and interviews that we've done with other people, like that I've I've interviewed other people. Some of them have been other people interviewing me. So. There's quite a variety. Now, the last one, we call them, Ben and I, our little lingo is uh, unique episodes, like a, a specific topic that I talked about and one that I recorded. The last one that I did was just prior to recording, like literally minutes prior to recording um, uh, an episode for Nick Larson's podcast, which is the Birdshot podcast. Um, we've, we go, it seems like you go in a little bit of... Fl- of flurries or spurts of, of being parts of other podcasts. And just recently we did a couple with, with Birdshot. We did one with a, a podcast called Houndsman XP. That one hasn't been, as of right now, it hasn't been released yet. But um, And then there's a couple other ones that are in the works right now. But it the, the podcast with Nick had me going, had my mind thinking about, because it was broken up into two episodes. One episode was talking flushers. We talked about our labs. Uh, the second episode was talking about Makina more specifically and the idea of the experience that I'm going through with my first setter. That's obviously been a big thing I've, I've um, shared a lot, trying to share as much as possible over the last year uh, or more than a year now. We're coming up on, on two years actually of her being alive. So um, we're like, we're about a year um, into like what I would call the training, the training part of it the serious training part of it. And we've done a series, we've done two seasons and we're filming the second season right now of her training. And so my mind has really been engaged in it. Um, the recent podcast with, with some of these people, we've talked more specifically about it. My last podcast that I Ben and I call the unique one was talking about just like this little light bulb moment of mine that I, I recognized um, just by doing it some of the mistakes that I had made or, or a mistake that I had made, which there, there are lots of them. But one of them was 
I wasn't able to get to my dog. When she would go on point, I just, my approach was always go around her, get, don't, don't come close to her. It was more practical, I think, for hunting purposes. It was how I did things last year um, for training and hunting. And I would say last year, my training was minimal as far as like focused um, exercises specifically designed to try to shape her or um, change her behavior. So really what I relied on that first year was so much natural in her. And it, it allowed, it, it really didn't have much to do with me. It was more me getting out of the way of her and letting her do her thing. Go out and find birds. I let her point them as long as she wanted to or as short as she wanted to. It, it's not that I didn't want her to hold them longer, but there was nothing I really could do. And I, I had had this understanding from the people that I, I'm kind of mentoring under of that first season. Everyone has heard this before if you're in, listening to any bird dog stuff or, or into bird dogs. That first season is the dogs. It kind of belongs to the dog. So I bought in on that, which meant you just let the dog do what they want. They can't make a mistake is what a lot of people say. So if she ripped birds, meaning like she ran in and took them out, that was what she did. And I was okay, and I, there was nothing I was going to be able to do about it. And it didn't, I didn't like it, but I certainly didn't respond negatively to it. Now, I also have talked to people that have said, you should never have done that. You know, you should, you should take that away earlier. And, and I think there's some validity to that. I don't, I don't disagree with it. Um, it's not the, the direction I went with it. I let, her, I let her do whatever she wanted this first year. And for the most part, and so when I say that, it's not like it, it wasn't a consistent thing from her behavior-wise. It wasn't like she ripped every bird or, or kind of rammed her way through the woods um, without any sense of caution or what I would maybe say to, of discipline um, as far as like respecting the, the distances to the birds to not create flush. And, and again, I'm talking all wild birds because last year I didn't do hardly any, um, very, very few training birds. So when I, I think there's two different, I think there's a big difference there. Um, we obviously control the training birds type setups and I didn't do any of that last year, or the, the, I didn't do any of it. The little bit that I did do, I did it over by Jerry Coulter, and those I've shared those throughout um, in various places. The video, the season that we did last year of Makina is on YouTube. Um, I was gonna make mention of that. So like our library right now, I'm looking at season one. Season one of Makina is 10, 10 episodes, it's 10 parts. Um, and I think the longest one looks like it's a little over an hour. I think we have 50 some episodes on YouTube and they probably average 45 minutes. So there's just a way more. So what the guys did was for the private library or the premium library versus YouTube is they we were editing them differently to make it be easier to consume and digest by the viewer. I think that's the best way um, to get the most value out of the videos. So that's how we've, we're making some changes in how we do things. That's one of them. But last year, if you watch what I did for training with her, that you won't find much bird stuff, pigeons. You will find some wild bird stuff. And that's actually kind of the, the last part of the training was that we filmed the hunting part. And you're gonna see, and I experienced some great things. I experienced her holding birds from as close as, you know, 
very close to the trail, 20, 30 yards out to, I do think there was one that she held that I think the longest one that I actually got to her, walked up the flush, um, was able to shoot the bird was like 130 yards, which doesn't sound like a lot, but I actually, I was thinking about this as I listened to some of the podcasts and I don't probably didn't do a very good job of explaining my feelings on it. Like I don't have a problem with my dog, with her getting out a little bit. And when I say get a, getting out a little bit, I think it's a re really relative statement. It, it's really relative to the cover. And I don't know that I explained that very well. Because 130 yards in the grouse woods for me is a long ways. I, I just, it's, it's hard to get to her. The birds, it's hard for the birds to, to cooperate that long. Um, it's a mess. It's just, it's not very comfortable. I don't, I don't really enjoy a lot of the um, going through that kind of um, distance in that type of conditions. So I think it's a huge difference between obviously an open field and in the woods. I think there's a big difference and I actually see her, I ran her last weekend in the woods and I see her adjust, you know, distance wise. There's a lot of times where she's not more than 50 yards. So I, I should make a statement of like, I think I, I always say like, I use this hundred yard marker, like that's uh, a benchmark, but there's a lot of times she's not even a hundred yards away from me in the grouse woods and that's just fine. And if she were a hundred yards, I'd be okay with that too. Cause I don't think that's out of, out of reach. But two, 200, 300, that's too much for me personally. Um, just because I f physically, I don't know that I can get to her in time. And, you know, there's a, there's the, the bell is like obviously a, a part of the equation too. And I don't like her being outside of bell range. And I can hear that bell pretty far out there. So um, it's all, it's all relative. But when she last year, when we worked her in training, I didn't use hardly any pigeons. It, and when I did use them, they were over at Jerry's. And it was because I wasn't comfortable with like the mechanics of how to do it. I know it sounds silly, but it's not that complicated. And now I feel very comfortable with it, like right now. And the reason I feel comfortable with it is because I watched and, and, and did, I actually was a part of some of that stuff. But then it was, I actually did it myself. And the first few times, the several few times, the first several times that I did it, it didn't go very well. The sessions usually didn't go very well because my mechanics weren't very good. My timing wasn't very good. And I just botched it pretty much um, a lot. And, and, then, and then she didn't really gain from it. But I don't know that it set her back that much. It just didn't progress her very, very far. And maybe it did set her back a little bit, but she's pretty resilient. And so that's a lesson that I've been learning. But as now I say, I'm a lot more comfortable with these birds. And the reason is, is because this season two is basically the start of taking away her chase, which is asking her to stand through that flush and the shot and eventually the fall. And I've gotten pretty comfortable with it. And the results have been a lot better because I'm I'm, I'm just doing it a lot more. Like, I mean, she's seen quite a few pigeons. She's, since this spring, she's seen a lot of pigeons. Um, by my definition, a lot. And so, but she probably hasn't seen as many as a lot of people show their dogs, but that's just, that's just a preference thing. But I'm getting more comfortable with it. And that's good. And we're seeing a lot of, I think we're seeing some really good results. And I show, I had her over to Jerry's last weekend or last, last week. And 
or maybe it was two weeks ago now. No, I think it was. It was last week. And she did great. And it was such a, um, it was probably the, the, the best I felt about things because she just, she pointed her pigeons. Uh, she didn't move her feet. I ran her without a check cord. Like it was all this progression. And her, how she's looked has been a progression as well. Because when we first started, I have the luxury now of looking back on these videos. And so I have been looking back on the videos, which is why I wanted to do this podcast topic was because as I've watched back on these videos, it feels like it's been a long time that I've been doing it. It really hasn't been that long. It's, it's been a few months now. But when I look back on these videos, it's hard to watch for me. And I posted about this this week and I think some people responded to it in different ways. And I really appreciate the response. It was very positive and it was real supportive. And I felt like it was almost like a bit of a community type feel of, hey man, we're all in this kind of together. That was my reasoning for posting it because I do think that the things that I'm trying to share with you guys are not for marketing purposes. They're not to try to have you send me your dog, which I think that a lot of the stuff that I find out there that I try to use as information, it is directed for that reason because that's the purpose of what they're putting out there. I don't know that it's just solely to help educate other people that want to do it themselves, which is, which is what, what we're trying to do. And so the, there is a difference in when I watched these videos, because I, I happened to dig into some of the library myself, it was really hard for me to watch them because they just don't look good. The guys that made them look, I mean, the guys, and I'm not saying the quality of the video, I think that looks pretty good. And the guys are doing a much better job and the way they're editing it now makes it so much easier to watch because it's just faster, which I'm not, again, I'm not for speeding up things when it comes to training, but I also understand that it's hard to consume stuff at real time pace. And when I make a point of slowing down with my dogs, because I think that's really important, it almost kills the momentum of someone trying to watch it from their house. So I have to walk this fine line of like, how do you show people that you need to be patient and slow, but you also keep their attention enough to have them watch the video? Because it's easier to do it when you're engaged in it. It's hard to do it when you're watching it on TV or computer. So that's where the guys are like really kind of walking that line. I think they're doing a pretty nice job with it. But I still go back and I'm watching this and I'm actually watching the actions, like the things that are taking place. And I'm going, how in the hell was I that off? How was I that bad? But I remember it because it wasn't that far away from now. And I know why I was off because I didn't have any experience with it. And it was so awkward and clumsy for me. And I just sucked at it. I just didn't. But it took, it took a little time to understand the muscle memory, the ability to read the dog, and respond and react and then combine all that together with a whole bunch of other variables that take place when you're actually training so there's just there's just so many things that are you're juggling and it reminds me of this video um, that we show at every workshop that talks about it, it's a horse trainer and the guy's name is Tom Dorrance but it's this old video that I, I make everybody watch and it, it is somewhat of a forced watch because a lot of people leave there going what the hell did he just show me but I always tell them, I said, I understand why. Because the first time I watched it, I felt the same way. But I, there were little points in that video that just stuck with me. 
And then months later, I understood why I watched that video and it made sense. And then I went back and watched it again. And I've watched it a thousand times since because I just think it's such a powerful message that the guy has. But in there, there's little bits and pieces. There's lots of little bits and pieces that are really good. And one of them is, is he talks about the idea of when you start out with something as, that's pretty simple, it can be quite a little project in itself. And that is a reminder to me of like the simplest stuff is quite a little project without understanding the part, the components to it. And so everything is like that. And so when I started, when I started this idea of like trying to figure out how to use the bird launchers, it's freaking very simple. It's not hard, but it is with all the variables. And so as you start to do it enough, you start not thinking about parts of it because it just becomes comfortable. And then you can think about the other parts that were getting in the way. And then you don't, then you do that enough and you just don't start thinking about them anymore because you just start responding. And this guy, he, Tom Dorrance, he talks about it becomes a reflex. And so I have made a point of really trying to share how important it is for me training to get the experience and do it. Not just watch it, not just think about it, not just read about it, but do it and do it poorly and then learn from it and then do it again and it's probably not as bad but you still learn from it and then you do it again and the reason that i think it gets better is because it starts we start to set aside some of the things that we used to have to think about because we don't think about them anymore that's exactly why with retriever stuff i think heal is so important because i need heal for everything i do and if i have to think about heal i can't think about the stuff i need to do because I'm thinking about heal. It has to just happen. And so I just think that that transfers to all the stuff we're doing, especially with these bird dogs. And so now with Makina, when, when I go back and I watch this, the series and I struggle to watch it, that becomes an issue too, because now there's self-conscious stuff going on. And that's where this idea of, I, I really feel like the community and the people that, that kind of follow the stuff that we're doing are in the same boat. I talked about this in on Nick Larson's podcast, and I, I mentioned the idea that, like, look, this for me especially, Makina for me especially, is such a great opportunity for me to learn because it's new to me. And I've gone outside of stuff that is comfortable to me and become uncomfortable, and I'm sharing it. And... The risk that comes with it is, and I probably would have had a lot harder time with this in years past. I've, I don't know. I think it's just, it's just a thing that comes in time, I suppose. But I'm not so worried about. It still bothers me. It still bugs me. But I'm not as worried about the idea of leaving an impression to strangers of good, bad, or indifferent. Like I'm confident in training the dog. I, I'm. And so when I look at Makina, and I can talk about this with a lot of different people, and depending on how well I know them is how probably easy it is to understand. But with Makina, when I'm done, when I'm through this stuff for the first time, I do, re I do feel really confident. Like, I think I'm going to have a really nice dog. I think I have a really nice dog right now. But I know she's going to continue to just get better. And it doesn't have a lot to do with me. I mean, there's some, there's some influence on from me. 
because there's we 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 impact that stuff. It's it is a two part equation. It's the handler and the dog. It's that relation. You have to have it both, and it's a relationship thing. And I have to trust her, and she has to trust me, and we've talked all about that stuff. But by the time I'm done, I, I, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be really happy with her. I think, and and I feel like it'll help me with the next one, and it'll help. It's already helping me with some retriever stuff, and it's just she's she's really good for me. But what what is interesting about this library? Because I just keep going back to this library because it's forcing me to see some of this stuff that I wouldn't have even thought about had we not had it. But when, I'm wa- when I watch it, when I, especially when I watch season two, which is, again, a bunch of new stuff to me. It's, season two is all about me trying to figure out how to take that chase away. It, 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 so I've spent hours and hours and hours and hours and hours trying to find out information about this on like YouTube. And um, I've subscribed to some training out there that's similar to kind of our, our subscription type stuff. I've subscribed to other people's. I've, you know, I've, ha- I've, I've tried to find a whole bunch of resources, as many as I can. Listened to tons and tons and tons of podcasts on it and read a bunch of books on it. And what I'm finding is not something like this. And I probably know why. It's because this doesn't look that good. It just, as I watch from part one, which is called the woe command, part two is woe, adding pigeons. Part three is called too far, too fast. Part four is stopping at a distance. Five is a nose full of bird. Six is reevaluating the plan. Seven is good, better, best. I haven't even watched seven yet. Ben just posted it. They're all like 30 minutes. One's 45, I guess. But so we're only up to part seven. Which is still a couple months. I mean, it's still several weeks ago, I guess. So Ben's probably got a couple more yet in the hopper before we'd be caught up to where we are right now. But if you were to watch this, you're probably, if you're a pro trainer or you're one of the people that I've watched do video series on teaching your dog how to do this, either you got, either those people are like amazing and don't make mistakes and their dogs are amazing and really just, catch on to it really really quick and easy and it because that is what I have seen or they're not showing it all and the frustrating part for me has been and it's frustrating but it's okay I'm okay I'm kind of becoming okay with it is the idea that boy mine doesn't do it that way now part of it probably is because I'm doing it different too like I'm not doing it the same way that a lot of people are doing it. But I'm not doing it that far different than a lot of people are doing it either. I would say the biggest difference is obviously I don't go to the e-collar. But not everything I've watched is e-collar stuff either. Um, and I had a friend, so I, I, and I have some friends that really know what they're doing when it comes to this stuff. And they're, they've, they've been sounding boards for me. Um, and as I talk with them and share with them some of the progress and stuff that we're doing, I don't think I'm that far off. Like, I don't think I'm going through that much different than what everybody else does too. I don't think it goes perfectly for everybody. The problem is, is I just don't see that. And I don't hear many people talk about it. And the few times that I do, I usually make a comment. Like, there's some people that share stuff on social media that I really enjoy because it's not always perfect. And it makes me think like 
boy, it, it reaffirms, I think, that that's human. Like, that's, that's training. And that's dogs. That's the mistakes they make. You just don't see it that often. I understand why. Because a lot of the folks that I'm following are the people that would, you know, they'd make a living with people sending them their dogs. And you don't want to show necessarily your mistakes. Because could that put doubt in someone's mind as far as the training? I get that. I think that when we're done with this Makina series, I'm going to be really glad that we showed it all, as hard as it is, because it, it's a good learning thing for me to do. see too. It's a good thing for me to kind of be vulnerable and show like, hey man, I'm, I really made the mistake there. I watched, a, I watched an episode yesterday where I, she crept in on a bird and I, I'm sitting there watching it and I'm going, why didn't I push the button? I'm holding on to the lead. And I later, so I actually thought like, I could go back and like voice over a lot of these old ones too and be like, man, I made a mistake right there. I made, 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 I made a mistake right there. I missed this, I did that. But in the moment, I didn't even notice it or recognize it most of the time. If I do, I do kind of mention it. But I don't a lot of times because I don't even think I realized it in the moment. But I must have enough to like slowly improve or at some point I came across more information or at some point I put two and two together where it started to click and make sense and then I made adjustments. Because what, what I have realized is if you look at episodes one through six, if you just pick out one of them or if you pick out a part of one of them, you will see potentially a window of the poor, the stuff that wasn't so good and you'd go, I can't buy in on this. I can't, I, I can't, I can't do this. This is wrong. He's wrong. He's not doing it right. I, I'm, I agree with that. But what I think is important is not picking out the little stuff in the middle. It's figuring, it's taking a step back and looking at like the beginning and wherever that, wherever it is, not necessarily the end, but like wherever the series is and go, if you showed video one and you showed video six, holy man, that's the same dog? Like a lot of progress in a relatively short period of time. And it's the same thing when we do a, um, you know, when we do a series with a, with a puppy, you could say the same thing. And with the retriever stuff, I just don't think I make as many mistakes because, and, and it's, so when I, I don't feel this way about our series with you know, Bella or Callie or name whatever the last, Blue, the little puppy that we've got a six-month series on um, from last year, the puppies that we're filming right now. You know, I've got, I've got Rain and I've got Millie and I just don't, I don't feel the same way about those. But if the, what's the difference? The difference is I've never done this and those that type of training I've done for so long and feel so comfortable with I don't think I make nearly the, mis the mistakes things don't always go well with those dogs things don't always go as planned and that but I'm so comfortable I'm so used to that and so comfortable with that my reflex is so much more natural and quick and responsive than it is with this this might take me a week or two of making the same mistake which is just dumb because it's not a good it, it, how did you not see it well i didn't see it because i didn't know it but then eventually i started to figure pick up on it and now looking back on it, it it's easy for me to pick apart the things that i've done 
right and the things that I've done wrong. What I have found to be different here with the Makina series, and I'm embracing it as a way that I like, okay? So I'm, I'm liking my flaws a little bit. I'm, I'm, I'm appreciating the mistakes more. I'm, I'm starting to get, get better with the idea of the, the, the things that, that aren't good, the things that aren't, because I think they're going to get better. I know they're getting better. They do get better. I know they're going to get good eventually and hopefully continue to try to improve on them over forever. But that's where I'm at right now. And it, it's just, it's been a, kind of a eye opener um, because of the library, because of the second season with her, because of some of the podcasts that I've been talking to people about it with. Um, and, and then now I'm going to, and now I kind of want to make sure that I, I relay that message to, to our listeners as well, because somebody said, I, there was a couple comments that I did receive about like, well, that's the reason I, when I had made some of these mentions to this in some of my social posts, because it's hard to tell a full story like this on a social post, you just can't, but there's been some comments where they, the feedback was, that's the reason we like what you're doing. That's the reason we like the, that's what I think makes up do, like the whole dog bone culture part. And one person said, that's why I like your products. <laughs> well, it is kind of, it is all kind of tied together. And that's exactly what I am trying to do. I think that's, that's the, the, that's the, the direction we're trying to go with it. And so, um, this is this podcast, this episode is just an opportunity to kind of explain it a little bit deeper, but, um, so I, you know, as we continue on with, with Makina, um, this is just going to keep going. I, I, I'll get, I'm so much further than I once was and it's obvious, but I'm also reminded every time we go a little bit further that we're, we're so far from where we want to be. Um, and it, I do think that that is an ongoing thing for, for most of, going to be most of the time that we have with her. But at some point, you get a little bit closer. And, and I think that the spikes, the peaks the in the valleys probably start to level out. That is, what, that is what I'm hoping. And that's what we're after. And I think that is what happens generally. Um, but that's this episode. I you know I kind of ramble on it a little. I kind of ramble here about this. But it's something that I've been really thinking about. And I think it's an, actually a really important thing for other people to recognize that I go through just like you. Because I think everybody does. Man, I, I just don't, I just can't see. Um, and a lot of this is spurred by me realizing and recognizing also a way of having some empathy for those who have questions related to retriever stuff. Because after, after so long, you start, I started to lose focus of that. Recognizing that, man, not everybody's done a lot of, trained a lot of dogs and done it for a long period of time and has that comfort, has that understanding, has that ability to like not think about all the little tiny step things that are so important. They don't have, they don't have that reflex yet. They don't have that ability to not think about it and that stuff is just in place 
But that's where we got. That's where we all got to be going. That's where we got to be working towards. And so with with Makina and some of the stuff that I'm doing there, whether it be involving pigeons, because now we're going away from pigeons. So here I'm coming into another chapter. We're going away from pigeons. We're we're still going to use them, but I can only use them for so long. And Jerry Jerry talked with me last week about it. He showed me another dog that we ran, and he said, "I'm going to tell the owner no more pigeons. Don't send her back here to work pigeons with me, because she's not going to get any more out of it." There's only so much we can get with this. The, the, the routine has been memorized and the behavior is there. But when you go from a pigeon to a wild bird, it is an absolutely different, it's a different game. And I think like, if, from what I'm understanding and what I'm seeing of it right now is like, every time I get something mastered with her and we take another, we go another, you know, the next chapter or take another step or another link in the chain, However, whatever the analogy is, when we go beyond it, whatever it is we just quote unquote mastered or got really, got really, really good at, whenever we go beyond it, I feel like with her, we carry about 60 to 80% of the, of the stuff that was in the last box transfers with us it stays with us because the loss of 40 to 20 percent that extra you know if we're 60 to 80 percent good we're 20 to 40 percent bad we're missing something and i feel like that 20 to 40 percent is due to the temptations or the distractions or whatever it is we just added to it to make it more challenging it washes away that 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 percentage and so we're not starting over. Like now we're going into the woods. And I went into the woods with her this last weekend. And at first I was terribly disappointed. Because not only did she not point the first two broods of grouse, she didn't point them, she ripped them. Like she went wild on them. Flushing like crazy, didn't act like she even heard me. Um, you know, I, oh man. So I'm sitting here going, man, we worked so hard and now we're back at like last year, ground zero, like same thing, even worse than last year. Cause she wasn't even pointing them to start out with. Well, going into the woods in July or yeah, it was July then early August now, but like right around the first of August going into the woods then is a lot different than when she was in the woods in November after three or four months of being in the woods like she had gotten better she you know she went up and down a little bit but she was way better in november than she was in july and august of the year before and that was only a year ago and then we went into we went away from that we didn't go in the woods and then we did some pigeons and she looked like crap on pigeons to start out not crap but she didn't look that good and then she got better and then she got real good and then man she nailed it at jerry's and then I went in the woods and she fell flat on her face. And as we started in on that, I'm sitting there beating myself up as I'm walking down the trail. And then all of a sudden she points one and holds the point. And I walk up and she flushes the bird. Okay, well, that's better than the last one. She, at least she pointed it. And then we do it again. And then we do it again. And then all of a sudden she points a woodcock. I didn't know it was a woodcock. She goes on point, not very far away. I walk in on her. The bird flushes between me and her. She's 
10 yards maybe from me, 15 maybe. The bird flushes five yards in front of me, so it's like in between me and her. The bird gets up. She doesn't move. She stands it, watches it. I shoot the gun. She doesn't move. Her feet are anchored to the ground. It, she did it absolutely perfect. I, I was so thrilled at that moment. I walk over to her. I, I style her up just a touch, and okay, and I release her, just like I would have done on a pigeon. And she did it perfectly. And I thought, well, there's where 60% of it stuck. The birds before that, 0% of it had stuck. And so now all of a sudden, she does a, she does a, a, prior to that woodcock, she had pointed a nice woodcock, made a nice relocate on it. But when the bird flushed, she went with it. So, well, it was a lot better. She pointed, she held, I attempted to flush, I relocated, she worked really nicely, she pointed. I mean, that was way better than her ripping the brood of grouse. So like in a three and a half hour walk, I saw her go up and down, up and down, up and down, it started down and it went, we went back and forth, but we carried over. I, the only reason she stood that woodcock, and she had a couple other nice points, she, she pointed a grouse, let me get to her, we flushed it, she ran, she only ran 10, 15 yards and she stopped. I shot the gun, she didn't move her feet. So like, no, not perfect, but better. And we got, we had, we had moments like that. And now we're gonna go back in the woods again. So I'm, I'm looking at it and going, we did pigeons a couple times this week, twice. Normally we were doing them four nights a week. We did them twice. And I put her in the, I put her in the, I put the pigeon in the woods, not in the field, first time. Boy, she did really good. I ran her because I feel like part of the problem was conditioning. Running her in the woods, she got winded. She struggled. She struggles to keep her mind together, which in order to have her feet, I got to have her mind. In order to have her mind, she's got to be capable of thinking with me. And when she gets so tired, I think that fades, it erodes. So what can I do? Instead of doing four nights of pigeons, we did two. And then the other nights, we did conditioning. And so I'm making adjustments. I'm making adjustments. I'm just making little adjustment here, adjustment there, based on what I'm seeing. And being really honest with you and telling you. And to me, that is where, that is where I hope the value comes. Because man, do I wish I had found this somewhere before. Because it probably would have saved me. It wouldn't have made it. It wouldn't have made my training go any faster or easier. It would have just made me feel better, which maybe that would speed things up a little bit. I don't know, but at least it wouldn't. It would make me feel. It would make me less worried and enjoy and enjoying it even more than what I am right now. And I'm don't get me wrong. I'm really enjoying it. But so again, a little bit of a longer explanation to this one but I hope it, it's kind of if you have if you haven't listened to the last one the last one is pretty short and concise and it's specific to hey I had this problem here's how I fixed it the reason it was short and concise is I had a hard stop I had to go record another podcast after but I would recommend listen to a couple of those different and see if this helps make sense of some of the other ones and I hope this kind of makes sense of why I am such a proponent of the idea of how the guys are doing the the premium library i just think it's i think it's the most valuable way we can present the information 
it's way more valuable than what we were doing, I think, with the YouTube. I don't think YouTube isn't valuable. It's just I think this is a lot better. So thank you guys for your support. Thank you for um, listening. If you do me one favor, if you do like these things and you get value out of them, please leave us a review wherever you're listening. If you're on Spotify, if you're on Apple, wherever you listen to your podcasts, if there's a way to rate it, I'd love for you to do that. If there's a way for you to leave comments or, or um, remarks or whatever, do that too. I, I, but at a minimum, if you could just click that you like it um, and give it a rating. Because that it really, I, I've started digging into that a little bit too to try to better understand what it is we're doing and how we're doing it and why we're doing it. And really the, the most, the best way we can help people is to be able to reach more people that this information is valuable to. And from what I can find out, figure out the best way to do that is by doing things like this. That's why people want you to rate their things and give them positive feedback because I don't know that, well, we don't, we don't know how to grow this um, probably the best way. So from what I know, um, that is, that is an easy way, the easiest way, and the probably maybe the most effective way to be able to impact more people. So I pre that that I depend on you guys for. So thank you for doing that. I appreciate it. Uh, we'll continue to record these things. Uh, there's going to be some more coming out. Keep an eye on our social media stuff because that will be sharing some of the stuff there too. So thanks, guys. Good luck with your training. Keep going because we're getting really close to fall. Talk to you guys soon.